welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashah Yitro, and Parashah Yitro is really the, the parasha in which all the, the climax of the Jewish people leaving Egypt, the previous parashas, we see how Hashem uh, brings them out of Egypt, miracle after miracle. We have the ten plagues, and then we have the splitting of the Yamsuv, and he, and he then fights the war with Amalek, and it's a miracle after a miracle. But when we come to this parasha, parasha Yitro, we really come to experience the greatest miracle of all, and that is the revelation of God at Mount Sinai, in which the Jewish people attained the level of prophecy. They were in such a state of purity that they were prophets at that moment. So all the people heard the, the heard, saw the sounds and heard the what they saw. It says in the Midrash that it was in, inter, interchanged. They saw with their ears and they heard with their eyes. And um, because this was such a, such a moment in which Hashem really, what He did was that He, reve he revealed Himself completely to the Jewish people. He took away the veil of the nature where He was hiding and He was being able to be heard. And so, um, the commentaries explain that the Jewish people heard the first two commandments and their souls left their bodies because they just couldn't take so much revelation. They were not fit to receive such a revelation. And after the second commandment, they, 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 they expired. Their, their souls left their bodies and eventually they had to be revived. And, and um, and at that moment, they said to Moshe, Rabbi, you know, like, we cannot take this, we will die. We cannot take so much revelation. And so Moshe Rabbeinu went up the mountain, and the Jewish people stayed uh, waiting for him until he came back with the Luchot. We know that whole story, it's in the future to be told. But at that moment, they couldn't take it. So each miracle of the redemption was accompanied by a new commandment. The plague of the Egyptian firstborns and the exodus were accompanied by the mitzvot of sanctifying the new moon, which is the Rosh Chodesh, was the first mitzvah Hashem gave the Jewish people when they were coming out of Egypt, and the laws of relating to the uh, uh, Passover sacrifice. And after the splitting of the Red Sea, the verse states, there he gave them statute and law. And Rashi explains that these are the mitzvahs that are, con are pertaining to Shabbat and the red heifer and other laws. So we see here that in order for us to be able to receive revelation from God, to be able to receive the light of God into our lives, we have to be kelim, uh, we have to be vessels. Uh, the whole Torah, all the mitzvot are, are designed so we can become vessels for this great light. And if a person is bereft of mitzvahs, if a person is not doing mitzvot, then he cannot receive this revelation. So Moses received the Torah at Sinai, which comprises the 630 mitzvot that the Jewish people are required to keep. So we received 248 positive commandments, and we receive 365 negative commandments. And so there's the ones that we do out of love, 
this is what makes a Jew keep things, keep kasher, keep uh, the laws of uh, kashrut, keep Shabbat, all these things we do out of love. And the ones we abstain from, like don't kill, don't steal, don't um, covet your neighbor's possessions, we abstain from this, it's, uh, we do out of awe, out of fear of God. So we can explain the relationship between the miracles of divine revelation and the commandments with a pair of basic Kabbalistic concepts in that are light and vessels. We know in Kabbalah they're called the Or and the Kalim. So Or is light and Kalim is vessel. So every miracle is a revelation of divine light and it's like a lightning bolt that flashes into reality to illuminate our souls. Uh, in the Tanya, the Alter Rebbe explains that the mitzvot are like the garments of the soul. This is what dresses the soul. The, the Torah, Torah learning, is the food for the soul. It what nourishes the soul. So even today, thousands of years later, we're more than 3,300 years after the giving of the Torah, uh, we see that the Torah is with us, it illum illuminates our life, it's a light, and in every generation, every person, every individual is required to regard himself as, he, as if he left Egypt uh, in his generation. So what does this mean? We know that Egypt, uh, the word for Egypt, it Mitzrayim, which means um, contraction, like uh, boundaries, restriction, justice. Uh, we call it Gevura, which is Din, um, judgment. And so uh, we see that this Mitzrayim, this um, this word, which really was a geographical place, it is a geographical place in the map, this is the way, the, the way in Hebrew we call it Egypt, uh, but in reality we all are chained to something, and in our lives we are either insecure people, or we have an addiction, or it's hard for us to live a happy life, all these things that don't allow us to be who we're really meant to be, it's a Mitzrayim. So we're always fighting these things because this is the way to get out of it. It's the way to be free. And so similarly, the Torah requires us to recall daily also the exodus from Egypt. So we don't forget the miracles that Hashem did for us in how we got out of Egypt, the splitting of the Yam Suf, of the Red Sea, and the giving of the Torah. So this is also pertaining why do we have to remember all these every day of our lives it's because we see that we cannot do it alone that we need Hashem in our lives we need God to be there to guide us to help us to tell, tell, give us a hand and give us a, 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 a brightened uh, road that can guide us into being able to be free so as explained in the previous um, uh, Torah portions uh, in Parashah Beshalah, uh, we experience these great lights every day anew in our morning prayers. So every day that you pray, it's not like you're remembering your exodus from Egypt. Yeah, you have to remember that you were a slave and now you're free. But it's not only that, it's to remember that every day you have the, the, the choice 
to be a free man. Every day you can wake up and, and be free. And the only way in which a person can be free really is if he becomes a vessel for the light of God. If he's not a vessel for the light of God, then he's gonna be always chained. So without a vessel to contain the light, is prone to disperse until nothing remains of its great potential. So it's like if you have a broken glass and you put you pour water inside that glass, well, the, 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 the glass is not gonna be able to retain the water you're gonna give into the vessel. You need a, a complete glass that is not broken so you can pour in the water. So the same way our neshama, our, 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 we have to be a, a complete vessel. And the way to be a complete vessel is when we do the mitzvot, then we're able to contain that light that the, that the, of the Torah. So we can only reap its benefit by creating an appropriate vessel to collect the tremendous energy release. And the mitzvot allow us to integrate the light at every stage of, our, of, of the proceeding. And the sages state that in order to redeem the Jewish people from Egypt, God gave them the commandment of the Passover sacrifice and required circumcision. And these mitzvot enable the light of redemption to be properly integrated into their souls. So what happened is that when the Jewish people were gonna come out of Egypt, they were in their 49th degree of defilement. Like they were so impure, like one more degree and that would have been the end of them. But Hashem had so much mercy towards the Jewish people and he still believed in us that he gave us these commandments so we could become, the, the, we could create the vessel so the light could come in. So I know that many times when a Jew is going through a hardship, they go to their rabbi and they say to the rabbi like, oh please pray for me, what can I do to make this situation better? And they get very upset because the rabbi tells them, oh, do you keep kosher? And they say, no. Do you keep Shabbat? No. Do you, what mitzvah do you do? Do you give the right amount of tzedakah? No. And they get upset and they come to me and say, they're taking advantage of my situation. They wanna make me kosher. They wanna make me Shomer Shabbat. They're taking advantage. They're not helping me. And I tell them, you don't understand. You have to create a vessel. The blessing is there to come to you. You have a blessing that is waiting for you. But if you don't create a vessel, then that light cannot come to your life. And this is, this is the system. This is the system that Hashem created for us in order to be able to receive His light. So a similar need arose after the splitting of the Red Sea. And as they left the shores of the Red Sea, the Jewish people arrived at Mara. Mara is a place where they found drinking water. And this word Mara means bitter, bitterness. And when the Jewish people arrived there and they drank the water, they felt that this water was very, very bitter. And so Hashem told them to put some, some uh, uh, wood from a certain tree into the water that was a bitter wood but this wood would make the water sweet. But in reality, the bitterness that they experience is a, is, is, is a reference to the psychological bitterness that accompanied the spiritual uh, nosedive following the climax experience that they had just lived. Like when you're going through something that is so incredible and then the next day there's nothing, then we're prone to feel bitter. Uh, I felt that many times, like for example, when you're in the month of Elul and the month of Tishrei, in the high holidays, and you're experiencing, you're into this, this 
contained into this uh, bubble of, of spirituality and then the month finishes and you're thrown into the world again into the daily normal routines you feel somewhat like I don't want to be here I want to go back I feel bitter so so also for example when you experience the birth of a, of a, of a son or a daughter or, or, a, or, or a grandchild or when you're under the hoopah with your children the, the, the next day after all that preparation all that then there's this low it becomes this low and so um, he says uh, Rabbi Ginsberg, it's a Ginsberg, he says to alleviate the bitterness that ensues uh, after such an, a moment of such a high, then the way in which we sweeten this bitterness is when we get busy doing mitzvot and learning Torah. Uh, this is the best antidote to any, anything in your life. The Lubavitcher Rebbe says, if you have a headache, learn Torah. If you have a toothache, learn Torah. If you feel sad, learn Torah. Go do mitzvot. This is the best antidote. So at Mount Sinai, the revelation was so powerful that the people were unable to bear it. They couldn't. So the only way we can contain such an enormous energy is by keeping the mitzvot. And this is why Hashem gave the Jewish people mitzvot before they came out of Egypt, because he had such an amount of light to, get, to give to them, but they were in such a poor uh, spiritual state that if they didn't do these mitzvahs, they wouldn't be able to, to contain it. They wouldn't be able to receive the Torah. So, so lights and vessels, the or, or, or and the kelim, uh, also refer to a general rules and details respectively. The light revealed at Mount Sinai constitute the general rule. Every commandment is a well-defined vessel into which light can be integrated. So the more mitzvot you keep, the more careful you're with your mitzvot, the more light you're gonna contain. You're gonna be a vessel for light. And so the 630 mitzvot are the details that contain the great light. As the verse states, uh, for a mitzvah is a candle and the Torah is light. This is in, um, this is in, uh, in, in Proverbs 6.23. And so the light revealed at Mount Sinai constitutes the general rule. Every commandment is well-defined vessel into which that light can be integrated. So you know, sometimes you're put in a situation where uh, you have the option to be a mensch and to do a kiddush Hashem, or you're put in a situation where you're given an opportunity to help someone, give some sedaka, or you're put in a situation where you can teach someone something of Torah. And these situations really, Hashem is giving you opportunities. I don't like to call uh, challenges. For me, it's not a challenge to keep a mitzvah. It's an opportunity. The attitude is everything. How you look at life makes the whole difference. So if you are a Jew that feels that when you're doing mitzvot, you're carrying a heavy burden, a, a pack full of rocks, well, yes, being a Jew is a hard thing to be because it's heavy. It's heavy on you. But if you realize the great power that you have by carrying the, the load, by putting the yoke of heaven on your shoulders, and you don't see it as something heavy, but you see it like you're 
carrying the most precious gems that can exist in the world, then for you, it's not gonna be a heavy load. It's gonna be a pleasure. It's gonna be an, it's gonna be, um, an opportunity. And so the 613 mitzvot are the details that contain the great light, as the verse states, for a mitzvah is a candle and the light is the Torah. And the Torah is the light. So the commandments with their myriad details and precise requirements sometimes appear dark and gloomy. Uh, it's, it's like the, they don't, you do a mitzvah and you, you really don't feel the light in the mitzvah. It's hard for you to do it. It's not easy. And so some individuals search for the original light by seeking new and, and, and exhilarating spiritual experiences. So Jews really are always looking for that light. We are, we're, we, we're searching for the light. We're the biggest searchers. You see a person, a Jew, and he says, I'm a Buddhist, and you know he's a Jew. You know he's looking, he's not an Hindu. He looks blue eyes, whatever, I'm a Buddhist. For sure he's a Jew because he's looking, he's looking, he's searching. We're always searching for that light. And so, so we see that the Zohar refers to the mitzvot as the 613 pieces of advice. Their appropriate advice can relieve an individual in moment of distress. So to every mitzvah illuminates the moment. So Jews are searching, searching, searching. We're always looking. And sometimes we have to go the, long, the short, long way. We think it's a short way to experience this light, but at the end of the day, it's a very long way. And as the Alter Rebbe says, you can go the short, long way, or you can take the long, short way. Sometimes you have to go the longer route, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be the short way. So yes, we can, we can run, but we can hide, and eventually it's gonna catch up with us. So Hasidus teaches that the source of the vessels is higher than that of the lights. Imagine the source of the vessel is higher than the light itself. So this means that the vessel containing the light emanates from a higher source than the light it contains. And the source of the mitzvot is higher and more spiritual than the divine light revealed at the giving of the Torah. So imagine you, you, are, you come from a higher place. The vessel you create comes from a higher place. So in Kabbalah, it is called supernal darkness. As in the verse, he made darkness his hiding place. And although the source of the vessel is not inherently dark, from our physical perspective, from where we stand, it it, we can feel it as very dark and we cannot see the light in it. So from this level of supernal darkness, the dark vessels descend into reality. Only through the existence can we integrate the light. So it's only a person who's breathing, who is living in this world, that is, uh, has a neshama inside of the goof, inside of the body you have a soul. And it's only in this worldly existence that we have the opportunity to make uh, our vessel and, and to receive that light. Once we're done out of this world, we go out, we go to the world of, 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 the, of the souls, then we don't have the, the opportunity to be vessels of light anymore because the only thing that you have there is, is light. There's no vessel anymore, it's, a, it's light. 
So it's here in this world and now in your lifetime that you have this opportunity. So at Mount Sinai, the entire Jewish people saw the voices and heard God's light. This was an incredible experience of divine revelation. Mount Sinai was shrouded in darkness and cloud and, and fog. And, um, and this is in Deuteronomy 4.11, where it explains how the, 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 it was it was foggy it was dark it was it was thundering it was uh, there was thunder and lightning and it was a whole uh, musky experience but nevertheless it was in this uh, environment that Hashem was able to reveal his light so a verse from Isaiah illustrates this idea and I shall give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden caches and uh, like a king who hides his most precious treasure in a dark secret hiding place, the greatest spiritual treasures are also hidden in darkness. And if you look, gemstones, things that are very precious, they're, they're not in the, in the outside. They're, you have to go to the mine, you have to look for them. Uh, they're not so revealed. You have to go and look for them. And, and, and if he says the treasures were not revealed to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but were stored away for the generation that was enslaved to Egypt, and they, and they were so deeply ensconced in the physical darkness of this world that they were worthy of receiving the treasures of darkness. And this was the light of the Torah that descended from heaven to be contained in the 613 mitzvot. So it is simple, my friends. We have to look at life like a privilege, like an opportunity. We should not waste our lives in stupidity, in petty things, in fighting with people. Life is short and uh, it's too precious. And a person has to use his life wisely, connect to the Torah, connect to the mitzvot. You'll be a vessel, you'll be a vessel of light. And you know, light attracts light. You will be surrounded by light and you will help other people reach their light. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.